0: Yes, let's go. Let's rip into it. Wednesday, halfway through the week, and it's the first of February. Happy first of the month, a big month to boot. Plenty happening here and abroad. And it's Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast to bring you through the next three hours with Joe Neeps and Ardilla. She's at home. Hope you're doing okay, Auntie. Uh, the weather's oh, okay. what is the weather doing, Kimpy? Oh, what is oh, the weather doing, mate?
1: I tell you what, I got thrown a dummy this morning. Like, I got, got sorted yesterday. You know, boys, we're talking about what's going on. We need to make sure we're covering ourselves. Like, let's get prepared. You know, let's not like be the Auckland like the Auckland mayor and leave it too late. Let's get out there and get it sorted. So, Reuben showed up with a box last night. I'm up all night, mate. Can't sleep, listening to the rain. Oh, the wind, mate! The wind was just <laughs> absolutely crazy. Cut it out. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, wake, so I wake up this morning and I thought, oh, you yeah, know, I'll have to sit up at home today and broadcast from home. So I sent out a little text. WhatsApp text? Hey, boys, what's it like? Let me know. You know, 4.40. What, what's it like? Let me know in the office. And Joe goes, I walk to work. Can be great. Okay. Yeah. So I, no, I won't take my car down. You know, there's a bit of rain. I'll catch an Uber. I catch the Uber down. Yeah, he's right. You can walk outside, jump in the Uber. I get wet. There's a bit, quite a bit of rain coming down. Get down the Newmarket. Mate, the river's coming. I don't know how got in the front door. I started laughing. I go, "Yep, threw me the dummy boy. I'm down here. Must be lonely. The boys are lonely." So, uh, it's coming down, mate, at the moment. Uh, hopefully, it's not as bad as it was on Friday, and uh, you know we can we can get back out. But you know, hopefully, what we can do today is we can keep everybody happy if they're stuck inside listening to the listen to the show. And um, yep, it's a good show we got coming up today. Is great show.
0: Yeah, what, what have we got coming up
2: today,
1: Kempy? Well, we've got a great show to, and to take us through this wet morning. We've got golf straight off the bat. 7am, Steve Beacon, Chief Sports Writer for the Belfast Telegraph, uh, will join us to talk about his fellow countryman Rory McIlroy's latest clutch win at the Dubai Classic. It's going to be interesting to see what he thinks about the LIV2 then. Around 7.40, we'll be talking everything cricket and just how exactly the All Blacks' current form is and uh, what it's looking like coming up. At o'clock, we'll catch up with another great Taranaki product. Did you know that? Ajit Rai, the great boy mm. picked up you know, Cricketer of the Year as he works out, uh, I guess, that Davis Cup challenge and uh, all the form going through that and the preparation. So it'd be good tra- chatting to a local Taranaki product. Um, and you won't <laughs> want to miss this one. This is going to be a great one. we, ca- we- To to close out the show, Joel and Fletch, who are part (laughs) of our team, you know them, doing the drive home for SEN in Sydney, will be joining the SENZ breakfast team, Izzy and Kempe, and I guess they just want to chew the fat, but also, they want some bully, mate, the Aussies are finally coming Mm. to New Zealand to get some bully about the NRL. And what's going on. So uh, we'll talk a little bit of NRL this morning with the boys. I'm wa- I'm looking forward to that. And finally, I just got a big shout out to Awahi Nutoa, Fire Aroha broadcasting from her home in the Coromandel. Kia Kaha, Kia mai, Kia Monawa Kia Kwe Aroha Kita Aroha Nu Nui A Hokia Kwe Moto Fano hoki Toane. Yes, a big shout out to all our fano today who are inside watching the rain come down. We've got a big show, hopefully, me and Izzy. We can keep you smiling.
0: Keep you entertained there, Kempi. Looking forward to having a chat to Joel and Fletcher. Big NRL season. We're only 31 days or 30 odd days away from that commencing. And it creeps up on you, Kempi. And there's plenty happening, plenty of signings throughout the NRL. Tapau has made his move to the Broncos, a team that he's faced many a times. And no one will forget the battle he had with Sam Fire So he understands the legacy that has been created there and his duty to go forward and then hopefully carry on that legacy. So there's plenty to talk about. Now Ajit Rai, well he's down here in Christchurch with the Davis Cup team as they take on Bulgaria this weekend the 5th and 6th uh, this weekend at Wildling Park. And the first time we've had any Davis Cup action in NZ for a while. First time we've had sport in NZ for a while. Let's be honest, it's been a difficult few years but Ajit Rai is coming on after 8 and he's... uh. He's nervous, he's excited, he can't wait to rip in. He's uh, a quality tennis player in our New Zealand ranks. He had a solid outing at the ASB Tennis Classic, been Japan ranked 95 in the world player and then just getting pipped in his uh, second match. But had a solid outing, so looking forward to having a chat to him about the tennis. Uh, We've got a solid team. I've got Michael Venus and Artem Sitak coming, uh, leading the doubles uh, outing and doubles pairing. So it's, uh, yeah, looking forward to having a chat about some tennis shortly. And, and there's plenty to talk about, Kimpy. But look, let's just quickly talk about some normal I know you're, there'll be plenty of listeners in Auckland. Double eight, double three. Send us a message on the Temper Bedpost Post text machine. How you doing? What's the, the current state around your house and the dry, and the roads if you're out and about and you're. One of the unlucky ones or lucky ones heading to work, Uh, we'd love to hear from you because our thoughts and prayers go out to Aucklanders that have been through a pretty difficult time over the last wee while. Obviously last Friday, 240 millimetres of rain in 24 hours will do damage anywhere. I think we had that last time it flooded in Christchurch in about five days, so Mm. having that in one night. Well, I can only manage, manage the, uh, the carnage that that has created. So, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And even better give us a call. If you're out and about on the road, chuck your Bluetooth mic on, speaker on, and have a chat to Izzy and Kimpy throughout the morning, Kimpy. But uh, first signs, not too bad, but is this weather going to stay along for a while?
1: Well, no, we'll give weather updates uh, all morning as the boys are, are pulling them down. It's look, it's nowhere near as bad as it was on Friday. It's coming down. Uh, it's coming down in patches, you know, like where. So I'm coming from around Ponsonby area down to uh, down to the ocean, down to the harbour actually. So that's where we are, with the offices here. And it was sort of drizzling up where I am. You know, it was it, you get wet, um, but by the time you got down here, the bottom of Parnell, we where. I guess all the water comes from down the hills and it pools and man, I saw some footage uh, of the, the the stores and I actually walked out of here yesterday and I walked home just so I could have a look around at all the damage that the the water had caused and man, there are some businesses that got really hammered by the water on Friday. So um, it's, it's definitely coming down outside. Uh, it's starting to pull, but it's not like real crazy fast like it was on Friday. So as long as I guess the... Uh, The infrastructure can handle the water flow. There's there's a lot more people out on the road this morning, isn't it? You know, like a lot more people. they're, They're prepared. They've got sandbags out. Um, there's yeah. pumps going as long as it stays, I, I guess, steady, where it's not rush, rushing in the in the doors at hundred miles an hour. Then I think we get through it. It's meant to um, sort of slow down a little bit later on this morning. So uh, hopefully we'll get we'll get it. We'll get an update around eight o'clock, eight thirty, and just to let you know what's going on out there when the sun comes out, it's starting to rise this morning. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm like you. I feel real sorry for the people that had all that trouble. They've made all that that. The weekend, basically, the, the holiday Auckland weekend, they had to stay home and clean up, and then all of a sudden, it's all back again just a couple of days later. So let's hope it's not as bad, um, and just we'll just keep keeping our universe open, mate, and asking them to close those uh, those, those <laughs> ra- that rain that rain off, so it doesn't get too bad.
0: Yeah, close it up. Come on, come on, Sky. It's a good thing, it's a good day. We've got a heat wave coming down here, so I feel for you. I don't know what's <laughs> better. I spoke to a lady yesterday. I had my colonoscopy yesterday, and the beautiful nurse, Dawn, and and Liz. And I said, Well, she was like, What can I call you? I said, Izzy, and I'll call you Lizzy. So, you yeah, know, charmed the socks off the nurses. They look after me very, very well. <laughs> um, but I was having a chat to her yesterday, she, she, and I said, Oh, what about Auckland? She goes, Oh, it's crazy. And then she's like, We've got to deal with the heat wave. Well, I said, I'd rather deal with the heat wave than. Then all that rain, and she goes, "Oh, I don't know." I said, wow, well, do you want to be? You ride stuck in bangs back in the middle, are you?" And she wants to be right in in the middle. So yeah, just just your love and aroha out to you in there in Auckland, and hopefully there's not too much widespread damage that we uh, witnessed last Friday, Kempi And uh, just I know we're not politics, and we're not a politics show, but. The biggest news is uh, obviously the leadership that's been shown up in Auckland and Tamaki Makoto and Wayne Brown. What's the general feel around the city, the biggest city in New Zealand, the great city of sales with Wayne Brown and how he's handled things? obviously made a ton of mistakes, but you get a sense that people are quiet over him already. He's only just jumped in the job.
1: Yeah, look, it's uh, living up here and, uh, look, I I don't mind the politics and and following what's actually going on. There's not big changes around all over the place, you know, Um, changes of parties and leadership and Jacinda's stepped down and Auckland's coming into another, I guess, because of the biggest city in the country, um, Auckland polarises the rest of the country, you know, when something happens up here and and people, I get the feeling that people are just, you know, they're they're COVID-tired, of all the change, yeah, um, you've had a
0: you've had a fair lot.
1: I got like, will give you an example. You know, the 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 message comes out, stay home. Well, everyone just shuts their doors and goes home because he's so used to being doing it for the last three years. You know, we're just looking up at the screen at the moment. Is he? And it is pouring down just outside here, now underneath the the rail bridge, going into the. The main railway line, it's starting to fill up again. Um, doesn't look too good outside at the moment, so we'll keep you informed on that. But I just think everyone's tired. I think they're really tired. They actually, they know what to do and they're prepared because they've just gone through the last three years with COVID. And although he makes sense when he's talking about, you know, 400 old houses, red-stickered and, and you know, some of these houses shouldn't have been built where they were and we need to go through that because that's what the councils do. They, they give those resource consents, don't they? Um no one was prepared for Friday. Like, I wasn't, you know what I mean? We didn't get a, we, you know, we've had since, I think, about three civil warnings on our f- mobile phones. It goes off all the time when there was no rain. Yeah. But be, be prepared. So we've had plenty of warning for this one. It gives people a chance. But we had none of that for Friday, and I think that's where everyone got upset um, yeah. because it came out It came out of nowhere. Like, I was sitting inside la- last Friday and I could hear the rain coming down, you know. And I and I'm a potter. I'm pottering around outside, and I'm, you know, blowing the leaves away and, and and doing that. And I was thinking, it's actually coming down. And I went outside and I stood on the deck, and it was a river, mate, coming down out. We're on we're on a hill leading down St Mary's, you know, so we're pretty safe where we are. And I didn't really take into account what everyone was was coping with, but I looked outside and I called out to John. I said, "Come and have a look at this." And it was like the drains couldn't handle it. The infrastructure was really struggling. Um, and then when we turned on the the news and we were watching all the the socials coming up, it was like, "Whoa, holy hecker. It is absolutely crazy outside, and no one knew it was coming." And I think that's the reason why everyone is upset with uh, with the council, especially not uh, giving us enough notice to be prepared. Would they Would they stop like? Even though we were prepared, would we have been prepared? I'm I'm not too sure, but it um, it's actually woken them up. They've, they've they've made sure that everyone's really aware this morning that uh, the same thing possibly could happen again.
0: Yeah, Yeah. take a lot of uh, lessons uh, from this event, and uh, a lot of what ifs, and there'll be plenty going through Wayne Brown's mind at the moment. Uh, can be cheers for that. We update, and just again, hope you're doing okay and everything's sound. Where you are in, in in Auckland around Tamaki Makoto, well, yesterday obviously had a had a colonoscopy, um, Kimpy, and I've had plenty of messages asking what it was like. Was it an easy process? You know what it involved, and it got me. I just want to make a pledge to, to everyone out there that's listening. If if you're uneasy and you're, you know, you're feeling a few things that aren't quite right down there, it is such an easy process. Go see your GP. It is. Um, get in touch and just just let them know that that you're a little bit worried because I went in yesterday and they're they're fully booked, but there's always spaces that are available, and you just cannot take any time against that horrible disease that is cancer as soon as it's there. It can be prevented in prostates and and bowel and there's many other um diseases that are part of cancer, that you can prevent. So yesterday, we went and got it done. All, all all clear. So happy as anything. The best thing was having a wee sandwich post-it. Ah, Beautiful good. food. Had, <laughs> hadn't eaten since Sunday, which was quite good. I lost a couple of kilos. So now I'm in the process of trying to keep that off and uh, start my journey back to healthiness. But, um, yeah, look, it's, it's it's life-saving, and it's so easy. 20 minutes. I was mm. in there for 20 minutes. You don't even go fully under, um, nah. which was Quite a little relaxing, they, they give you. Cam- a little relaxing and, and you're kind of <laughs> awake and you're kind of not. But um, yeah, it's it's simple, it's easy and it can be very, very effective. So if you're out there and you've got any doubts about your body and, and, and you're feeling something different, then you know, shoot to your local GP, go see a specialist and get it sorted because I'm happy, I've got a peace of mind and I've got two beautiful kids and a wonderful wife that I want to be around for a, a very very long time, Kimpi. and I know you have had one, and and you've had one, um, on own, I've had, had plenty. plenty. I've got <laughs> another
1: one coming up in May because of Crohn. So I've got to go in and get a regular checkup. Um, but you're dead yep. right. Is the simplicity of of uh, you know giving yourself a service is really like that's stigma too? You know, like get it, get in and get it done. Don't worry about what what's happening and where it's going. It's actually going somewhere to tell you whether you're, not, you're okay or whether we can prevent things. So that one I was talking about yesterday, the, the calcium heart score. Like that one there, you know, it costs you as much as you service your car and you can go in there and make sure that your heart's working all right. So, you know, your messaging in and around looking after yourself, Izzy, is spot on. Fellas, if anyone out there is listening and you're not feeling well, go see your GP and like Izzy said, 20 minutes later, peace of mind and Izzy's back into those sandwiches. So it's all good. (laughs) It's all good. You just got to make sure that you do the work. You know, do the work and go in there and get yourself looked at.
0: There's our morning life rant going off. For, to start our day and uh, there's a few messages coming through from Tim and Charlie we'll get to those shortly but it's now 19 past six and it's time for this can't wait question of the day yeah can't wait question of the day it's a big of it's a doozy hear yeah, this changes coming to the All blacks. If this World Cup is unsuccessful, would you be comfortable with a complete upheaval to both the coaching staff and our starting 15? And just to add a wee bit more to that, they're going to do a complete reshuffle. A complete reshuffle. And you don't have to look any further than the Chiefs when Dave Rennie took over from Ian Foster. And they had a horrible year following that. So would you be at ease, at peace, Knowing that change is going to come through the All Blacks, the environment's going to be reshaped and shook up, knowing that potentially 2024 could be a horrible year in terms of the All Blacks. We could potentially lose the Bledisloe Cup. And well, Eddie Jones is already talking about it, so he's there, he's got a plan. Would you be at peace with that? Razor Ray coming in. Jamie Joseph, two names that are leading the way and has been touted and to taken over from Ian Foster. Complete reshape of that All Blacks 15, knowing that potentially 2024 could be a horrible year. Double eight, double three, or 800 811 on the Kennards Hire phone line. We'd love to hear from you. That was our can't wait question of the day. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Yes, welcome back with 25 past 6, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. First of the month, so happy first of the month to you wherever, you wherever you are in the country. Can't wait, question of the day. Change is coming. Many of you have been demanding change in that All Blacks team for a while now, for a very, very long time. Wanting it? And well, the change is about to come. Post the World Cup, the All Blacks will... ...announce a new All Blacks regime and they'll have a total clean-out. All signs are leading to a total clean-out and you can't... ...don't have to look too further than the Chiefs in 2011. When they had a total clean-out, well, they went and came last... or well, near last that year, but then went on to have some very successful years... ...with Dave Rennie. The All Blacks, I feel, can't afford that, Kempy. The sponsorship, the the legacy, the, the mana that the All Blacks hold. But hey, change is change... And would you be at peace knowing that you're about to hand over that beloved Letterslow Cup trophy to Eddie Jones & Co knowing that change is coming for you, Kempi?
1: Well, it's really interesting that uh, the can't wait question leads us down that way because it's also off the back fence later on uh, this morning. And I think you've hit, I I guess, a a point which really needs to talk about is how deep do you go? You know what, you're talking about bringing in, uh, Jamie Joseph or, or Razor is the, the the next change. It's actually the question you raised yesterday about well, what else what else follows, um, and how deep do you go? I think is is a really valid question because analysing success. Yes, we've had success, haven't we? We won we won World Cups, um, but we've s- sort of struggled over the last few years. I think we've gone down the ra- yeah. down the, the rankings. Um, we struggle against the Europeans. We, you know, battling uh, internally to keep our players. There is big change coming. The question is, how big a change? Do the yeah. twenty-year, do the twenty-yearers, the people with mortgages on jobs, do they get also punted? Because I think that's where we're not looking. We're not actually looking at length of time. Organizational change hasn't happened. And I'll be talking a little bit more off the off the back fence. I don't want to give too much away, but I think it's a wonderful question. Give us a call, uh, here at SENZ um to let us know your thoughts or just text text us in your thoughts. it's a it's a real intriguing next few months leading into the World Cup, is he? Um you're obviously on the front you're on the front doorstep down there of one of the big contenders, uh, and yep. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm actually picking Razor to be favourite to pick that up. I think uh, they got yeah. rock, rocks in their head if they don't. I think you've you've nailed it with Jamie over in Japan. Like, why would you leave the yen? Um, mm. And what he's got at the moment, you know, his mana in that country is huge. So, yeah, do they do they make those changes? Can they handle the change? Do they want to give the Blatterslow cut back to Eddie? You know what the thing about Eddie? I think he can see it that's why he's out there like he's he's like a you know he's like the little needle on your boil you know what i mean he's just <laughs> chipping away at it he's going come on boys who's going to be the yeah. first to blow you know what i mean so it's a really interesting um scenario that we find ourselves in leading into a world cup because we're the only country still talking about changing the coach
0: yeah we've got high expectations of our All-Blake's team the same as in league our kiwis we want them to win we want them to win everything our expectations can probably take our mind to to some funny places but the realization is when you have a complete change and you have got different voices and you got different people in the environment it can be stimulating and i'm hoping that it's the opposite that we can just continue on this journey with the all blacks being a, a successful outing, outfit and, and winning most things but the reality is when you have change there's got to become this comes a downside there comes a downside and there's going to be some some um, you know some tough times throughout that team that we're going to have to deal with. So I just want to know uh, everyone's demanding change, and, and change is about to 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 be at the All Blacks. Whether it is the coaching group or whether it's going to be a complete washout of, of everyone involved, I'm um, I'm probably leaning towards the latter. Um, there's people in there that I've got so much respect for, and they are world class and and world beating in what they do. But a new voice and a new a new personnel could potentially be be the one. I'm not saying everyone, but I'm saying that there there maybe be a couple that potentially uh, could could head in a different direction. So let us know. There's a message here from Tim. It's inevitable. Half the team will leave, and the office needs to stay again from a blank page. Start again from a blank page. Then it's from Tim. Appreciate your message, Tim. Yep, half the team will leave. We already know Richie Wong is going to come, and our number ten ranks and stocks are very, very limited at the moment. Another one from Dave from Caraka. Good morning, boys. Yes, is it colonoscopy? I'll ever take uh, cake at drinking the rep. Worst part, I'm like can't be had plenty. As for 2024, it's going to happen anyway. So need best coaching team to cope with it. Razor will get will get it and build a great team. That is from Dave. From I thought Razor would get it off the bat and I'm more leading towards Razor getting it but Jamie Joe chucking his head in the ring and doing what was politically right from the New Zealand rugby point of view changes a few things but let us know 8833 or 0800 150 811 on the uh, Kenatai phone line we're going to shoot off we're going to come back and get a wee update with what's happening From our good man, Joey Bell, he's back in the hot seat. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future.
3: It's 25 to 7 here on SCNZ. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Morning, boys. How was your, uh, how's the last couple of days been? I'm really happy that I've uh, had time off. Eh? It's been <laughs> probably the best time ever to have time off, and also the worst time ever because I've been trapped inside doing nothing. But I have been practicing my swimming because I'm terrified of the water and uh, my fears have been realized. I thought this summer I was going to have to learn to swim, so I didn't... Uh, dr- uh, get swept away at Miroi but it's now just so I get swept away down my streets it's tough times <laughs> how are you going is
0: that nah, good mate good 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 to be uh back into it and ripping into the radio scene and well there's plenty happening mate so no nah, we're, we're, we're all good I'm glad you had a good couple of days off can you give us a wee update of the love life at
3: all good yeah, of course. The Love Life Izzy is absolutely flying. Do you know why it's flying though? Because I haven't told her that I love her yet, which is just really You impressive. haven't told her yet? <laughs> I was just going
0: to ask that question. So you didn't do it?
3: <laughs> no, I still haven't done it. I'm so impressed with myself. I mean, it's on the, I mean, I'm just so, so close. You know like, how
0: like sometimes you're in the swing of things, it just pops out and you're like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that, but uh, I really meant it. There's nothing like that,
3: no. No, I, like I've, I've just said a lot. Like I really, really, really like you, and just stared deeply into her soul, you know. <laughs> but I, uh, so I probably creeped her out, but not by saying I love you. Um, anyways, <laughs> So any news. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Any news? Not really. I mean, she's sick at the moment. So, I'm talking um, about weather. Oh, sorry, weather. <laughs> oh, you want some news? All oh, right. A <laughs> uh, yeah. trade. Helping business is our trade. Yeah, boys. Of course. Um. Well, I had a peek outside. It is wet. A eh? real wet. Uh. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get out of the shear for a bit, Kimpy. <laughs> I think Pineal Rides is one of the worst streets in Auckland at the moment. So, uh, if you if, if you come in this these ways, don't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh yep gusting there's actually the wind's getting pretty strong as well hiring kilometers and exposed places so um yeah keep Oof. away from Auckland sorry can't be that I made you come in I really apologize that was my bad
1: yeah I'll never trust you again the, um, Mr. Hickey
3: <laughs> oh, that's a bit of uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah not, not much uh not much sport headlines to give to you uh, uh, other than I don't know if you know this boys but I'm part Irish um, and and we're going to have the um, head sports writer from Northern Ireland on our show just coming up. And in all of the Irish news, Kenny Shields has left his role as manager of Northern Ireland's women's team. So there you go, boys. Uh, that's some interesting news out of Northern Ireland. That's your Bunnings Trade Sports Headlines. At Bunnings Trade, helping business is our trade. There you go,
1: boys. Izzy, wow. Izzy, what about this? Here's some awesome. news. Here's some news. Tyson mm-hmm. Fury talking about Irish Sports news, Tyson Fury is rating Jake Paul as a boxer. I know. Mm. What's your thoughts? I know, I've,
0: I've seen that. Uh, wow, it's coming from a man that's done it all. He's been there and oh, I love the mind games he plays. He's trying to motivate Tommy Fury to, to, to take this guy seriously. They're both undefeated. Tommy's 8-0 and um, Jake Paul's 6-0, so he's trying to motivate him, but He's, he's dead right. You cannot underestimate anyone when you, t- when you take them on in the ring. All it takes is that one punch, mm. and it's, it makes for a big fight. February 27th, a fight that's been on the cards for years now through a few reasons. It's been... Um, postponed or or abandoned, cancelled. But now they've set a date, February twenty seventh, not too far away. We're gonna see if Jake Paul is the real deal. And if Tommy Paul loses I mean Tommy Fury loses, well Tyson's already said you can find your own way own way home. <laughs> Get out of there. Go, turn turn right, mate, head to the back of the plane. You ain't coming on my private jet. So it's there's plenty to fight for Kimpi. Oh at the start I've already had a spiel on this. I was I started questioning the game, uh, the the sport of boxing, and, and where it was going, and and all these celebrity fights, and and blah blah, taking the disrespect out of boxing. But I actually think Jake Paul is taking it really seriously. Whether he's going to go well in MMA May is another is another question. But Boxing, his credentials, well, they're starting to take flight and I'm starting to take notice and I know many out there as well. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this fight. Don't know too much about Tommy Fury. He's got the credential, he's got the genetic makeup to be a, a fantastic boxer. But if he loses this, you don't want to lose I to want to not be in him. the fury camp. Nah. You do not want to lose to he will be back in the curve and, and Tyson's already said this. He's not a YouTuber, he's a boxer. He's a novice, uh, an amateur boxer that's hen, uh, forging his way to be a professional boxer. So he is taking him serious. Yeah, and, the, and, and, the, and um, I and think the,
1: the point he made was, I'm not an Olympic. You know, he's not an Olympic boxer, but neither was I. That's what Tyson said, yeah. and I went, "It's exactly right." <laughs>
0: yeah, he's, de- he's dead right. He's dead right. So, uh, mate, watch this space. Watch the space. February twenty seventh will know more. Jake Paul is he the real deal? Wait and see uh, a couple of questions. Uh, Texas coming through regarding our question of the day. And this is from an unknown Texas. Why so negative? a will be fine until the players run out. Kids not playing. Your changes, Razor, who you wanted them before the cut. Now you think we'll go backwards because of the change comes after. No, no, I'm not saying it'll go backwards. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to put things in perspective and trying to get you thinking it about a bit more than changes is going to be the magic potion. When you have change, you got to expect a wee downward spiral, and that wee downward spiral can go for a week, months, or even years. We don't know, but it's always the case when when the change comes in. I'm hope I'm wrong, and you've got to look. Oh, the reason I'm saying this is player, the player at our in our ranks at the moment as well. You've got Richie Mwanga who's gone. You've got Bodie Barrett who's who's you know potentially going to hit offshore. Uh, You know, we've got David McKenzie who's going to go to Japan. So our 10 ranks are quite limited. And I've looked back in the past to our under-20s and the talent that's come through. We've got the odd talent coming through that can fill those ranks and can find slots in the piece and the puzzle. But when you look at the under-20s and how they've been over the last few years, they haven't gone too well. And other nations have gone particularly well. France are flying at the moment. Um, You've got England that are always there. You've got South Africa that are are leading the way. So I'm just a little bit wary of of the talent pool that is coming through and whether um, they can go in and and add to the ranks. I hope I'm proved wrong and, and we have so much talent. And that's what New Zealand does. We always unveil and unearth the next generation. So not being negative, just being real. Just being real. So keep those messages coming through. And one from Mark. They need to get rid of the redneck old boys club in the boardroom. First, have they ever hired a brown face as the coach ever? That is from Mark. That is a great question. Have we ever had a Māori All Blacks coach? There probably has been the old one. Full Māori, no. But there's probably uh, plenty that have had a, um, got a wee bit of Māori in their genetics makeup. But great question, Mark. Keep them coming through. We're going to shoot off. We've got um, Quizzy Dag coming up. Quizzy Dag, 0800-150-811. Take on me, moi, the quiz master. Five straight back-to-back for the first caller. So you want to get in quick because if you're up first, you're giving yourself a good chance. Kempe, oh, he's been sitting on the sofa. No one's had to ask him for a clue yet. Retired. <laughs> he's retired for the past few days, but he's back and he's ready to help you out if you need. 0800-150-811. Give yourself a chance to win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Call now. Yes, welcome back. Time for Quizzy Dag. Give yourself a chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet. I would love that bonus bet. So if you don't get it right, you've got a couple of minutes. If you don't. It's coming out Daggy's account Here we go Mark from Tauranga Good to hear from you brother How you doing? Good boys Morena Morena to you Hulk How's that rig looking? Uh,
4: I was going to swear it. Awful
5: It's been, uh, <laughs> been, a good, uh,
4: been a good Christmas <laughs> Been a good
0: Christmas I'm in your boat But probably not that bad Let's be completely honest mate You're a bloody rig Anyway Mark Good luck today Here we go Question number one the Kansas City Chiefs are through to the Super Bowl against the Eagles. Who is the Chiefs coach?
4: And you were talking about from the Philly guy yesterday
3: who doesn't like him at all. Yes. I just don't know. Yes. So uh oh. am one of uh, the five uh, in a row is uh,
6: streak's been broken. on my boys. See you
3: tomorrow.
0: <laughs> oh, you ruined it, Marky. No worries, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go to Simon. From Auckland Simon how you doing mate Everything okay in your hood?
6: Yeah I'm out on the road So
0: she's pretty Pretty wild Oh mate Drive drive carefully She's pretty crazy out there Don't go to Parnell From all What I'm hearing At the moment She's a bit of a river Rolling through uh, The Saatchi Saatchi SCNZ building So don't go there Alright Simon Good luck Yeah The Kansas City Chiefs Are through to the Super Bowl Against the Eagles Who is the Chiefs coach?
3: Andy Reid
0: Andy Reid is correct. Question number two: Who sits at the top of the NBL ladder while the while the Breakers sit in third? That'd be the
7: Sydney Kings.
0: Sydney Kings, correct. Question number three: In which two years did Rory McIlroy win the PGA Championship? Ooh, toughy. Ooh, any clues on that one? Between 2010 and
2: 2015.
6: And it was two,
1: two of them, was it? Two years. Four, yep, he won twice. Three, two. We'll go
3: one.
0: 20, 2011 and 2014. I don't know. 2011 and 2014 is incorrect. Sorry, Simon. Take care today, mate. Appreciate the call. Luke, how you doing? Good, fellas. How are you? Very, very good, mate. Thanks for the call. In which two years did Roy McElroy win the PGA Championship? Uh, it was 2012 and 2014. 2012, 2014 is correct. Simon, you had one right, we needed both. Good luck for the next one there, Lukey. Question number four, who scored the first try of the tournament for the All Blacks at the 2015 Rugby World Cup? Oh. Four,
3: um, four, th- three. Could I use my pull
1: up on that please? Oh, he's a good league player. Yeah. Two. <laughs> Oh, Sonny Bill Williams? Sunny
0: <laughs> Bill Williams is incorrect. Yeah, Sorry, Luke. I knew that would throw him. It will stump you. Have a good day, mate. 0800-150-811. Take on the quiz, master Ed from Tolaga Bay. Morning, Ed. Hey, the brother. Morning Morning to you. Know? You don't know? You want to have a stab in the dark, go? Oh,
4: have a stab. Give us
0: one. is correct. What are going to say, Ed? You should have got well that done. one. Well done. Should have got that one right. Here we go. Question number five to win yourself $50 TAB bonus bet. Which US State will host this year's NBA All-Star Weekend? Four. Um, three. Two. I haven't got three. Utah, Utah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Utah is correct. Can I ask where that answer came from?
1: Out of the blue, Just showed up at your door, right? Just showed up at your door, knocking at your door. Out of the blue gull.
0: <laughs> out of the blue Well done. <laughs> Ed from Tolica, your $50 TAB bonus bet coming your way, brother. Well done, and thanks to all our callers. We'll be back tomorrow to give yourselves another chance. Coming up, we'll get a wee update. Love racing update from the one and only Tony Kemp.
1: Yeah, 658, call anytime on the Kenos Hive phone line 0800 811 The Grand Tour Racing Festival is coming to you. And the big news out of Karaka yesterday was the purchase of the Karamo. One million dollar filly out of Fastnet Rock sold to none other than DC Alice's. And the tangerine <laughs> colours of Te Auka. How good DC reckons it's the best filly he's seen at the Karaka. So was a big call. You know, given the fact that Melody Bell and, of course, probably were previous purchasers of Tiako, so watch that space. A potential champion. I'm sure DC walked out, and there are plenty of people there who want to get syndicated for next year's Karaka Millions. I don't know if you are one of them, but I certainly would love to have one of those winners. Also, racing at Tarapa today has been moved to Friday, unfortunately, because of the weather. And I see that Dynastic, who uh, Louis. Uh, tipped out yesterday, firmed in at $10 uh, in the Group 2 Waikato Guinea, so um, still $21 in the Derby, dynastic, if you ever uh, you think you want to have a he's, mate, he's, he's keen as anything on that but uh, made a little phone call, and got some bully, because races at Taranaki in New Plymouth uh, my home, yeah, back. on uh, Saturday, and uh, from the Sheik, if uh, our mate you know him Seamus starts, he wins you're not going to get rich but some is better than none. That's love oh, racing. That's love Kempe. racing. Eat, drink, and get racing. Round up your crew and book now at the Grand Tour dot New Zealand. How good is
0: that, Kimpi? Love racing. Bang bang. Little right oh, uppercut from Tommy Kempi himself. There you go. Seamus this weekend and dynastic. Well, Tarapa move to Friday. I was having a wee look at that, Kempy, and seeing where it was at and uh, now you can me a wee update Thanks for that Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota Building in and in the future Yes, yeah, so it's for breakfast S-E-N-Z, first of the month That's right, first of February we're just after 7 o'clock We appreciate all you all tuning in to us throughout the morning We've got a big two hours ahead and there's plenty happening, happening around Tamaki Makoto and we'll get a wee update from Aroha herself around 7.40 as she's in the Coromandel. She's stuck at home, the roads are pretty dire at the moment, so uh, we'll get a wee update and we'll have a catch up with Aroha, we haven't caught up with her this year and see how things are going, so stay tuned for that and we're going to be talking some golf shortly because there's plenty happening in the golf world with Rory McIlroy getting one over his arch rival, arch enemy, the LOV's only, Reed Patrick Reed, in fact, and he beat him by one shot Uh, He had to grit, fight his way back, as Patrick Reed was on a heater to have the last laugh. But well, Rory McIlroy held his his nerve to sink two straight birdies to win by one shot, 19 under. So the Desert Classic, awesome Rory McIlroy. And then after eight, we're going to talk some Davis Cup tennis with the uh, one and only Ajit Rai for the New Zealand uh, team as they take on Bulgaria. This weekend in Christchurch, if you're up and about and you're here, go along and support the team. They'll really, really need your support. They take on a pretty highly regarded Bulgaria team that is without their top rank player, um, Gregor Bermatov. And so they got a hell of a chance now. If he was there, well, it would have been a difficult task. But I look forward to hearing from Ajit after 8 o'clock. Uh, we're going to talk some golf right now. And Kempe's off the back fence shortly. We'll lead you into some debate, no doubt. Um, here we go. So tennis coming up. After that, we've got some golf, and there's plenty happening. But Kempi, just on the golf and where it's at at the moment. And we've always talked about the LOV and PGA and being, coexisting and being, you know, uh, being able to yeah. work together and... Well, you've seen plenty of superstars making the switch for reasons none other than, other than uh, money and getting the money that is on offer. There is plenty of big bucks that is coming out of um, Dubai, Saudi Arabia and, and the LOV Golf. Can you see many more names this year making the switch? You look at the players that haven't yet, Colin Morikawa. You got Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas that have made their starts. You got Patrick Cantlay, who's always there, all thereabouts. He's won a major. He's a he's a He hasn't won a major, sorry, but he's won some big events. Um, so we expecting this year to potentially see
1: some big big stars make that switch. Well, if it's not this year, I expect that over the years that there'll be more pe- people switch it over. Is because once once it kicks in, that uh, you know you can you can still play PGA as well as um, LIV, then, blokes are going to, they're not going to turn down uh, that money, you know what I mean? And you just got to, you got to remember too that underneath those guys, it's really hard to earn money. So, if you've got a, yep. if you've got, you know, it's like the top 25 in rugby league, isn't it? You've got the top four earning all the cash, the marquee players, and then you've got the middle core players that earn a decent living, but everyone else under that is making ends meet. I was talking to a mate about that last week. So, I think that, um, for any anyone underneath that main elite bunch, mate, LIV is they'll be sitting at home game. Well, just pick up the phone, give me a call because I'll be there tomorrow. You know what I mean? It changes lives, and, it, and it, I guess it doesn't just change lives, but it makes sure that they're looked after for the future. And, and when you think about it, you're an athlete, and you can go and make a living, and, and it does look after your future for a long time. Then LIV becomes a definite prospect.
0: Well, the PGA are making changes. Whether that's enough to encourage these players to stay on the PGA, well, our next guest will have an answer. There is no sweeter revenge than victory. A true Rory McIlroy knows it all too well. He's been the poster child for the golf traditionalist fight against the LRV Rebels. The back and forth has certainly taken its toll on the world number one, leading to a dramatic finish in the Dubai Desert Classic, where McIlroy, triumphant, Triumphed over a bitter rival Patrick Reid to reflect on an impressive performance from the Northern Irishman as fellow countryman Stephen Beacon, who is the chief sports writer for the Belfast Telegraph. How you doing, Stephen? Thank you so much for joining us, mate.
7: It's a pleasure. Good morning to Israel, good morning to Tony and it's good evening over here in Northern Ireland and um, it's brilliant to come on and talk about um, Northern Ireland's greatest ever sportsman in New Zealand.
0: <laughs> oh mate, he's an absolute chevy. He's one of my favourites. Him alongside, um, oh, his name's eluded me um, now. I've kind of forgot his name. The, oh, what's a uh, what's starts with F. Ricky Fowler. Sorry, Ricky Fowler alongside Ricky Fowler. Look, quickly, how would you describe McIlroy's emotional state after that one, mate?
7: Uh, He was just in a joyous mood. He was full of pride as well, boys, I have to tell you, because it's a Dubai Desert Classic. It's his first tournament of the year, and he just wants to go out and play golf. And then what does Patrick Reed do? Patrick Reed (laughs) makes it into a storm in a teacup by throwing a tee at him. Um, uh, and obviously there's a bit of history there because McElroy, as you said, has been a real champion for the traditionalists in golf. And Reed is one of the guys who has joined the Rebel Live Tour. And Rory has not been shy in putting his point of view across. And I think that's made him even more popular in the sporting world than he was already. So um, whenever they're at the practice um, uh, range and Rory doesn't acknowledge... Reed he comes over, and then Reed flicks a tea at him. And then, um, uh, obviously, all of these stories get out, boys. We know that. Next thing you know, um, uh, Rory's in a press conference revealing that he was subpoenaed by Reed's lawyer on Christmas Eve of all <laughs> days. You yourself. Crazy. Christmas Eve, you're stuck down to some family time. You want to see how your kids react whenever you get presents from Santa. And um, lo and behold, McElroy's having to deal with a subpoena. Um, uh, so, I'm not surprised he was angry with Reed. Uh, he didn't acknowledge him in that practice range. And then it all kicked off. Um, Reed called um, Rory uh, a, a little child, you know, and you're thinking, goodness me, um, can this get any better in terms of the drama of it all? And yes, it could, because effectively, the Dubai Desert Classic turned to be a, sh- a shootout between those two in the final round and um, thankfully boys, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, the good guy won, um, yeah. uh, because yeah. Patrick Reed obviously had a great 65 in his final round and was exceptional, but Rory held his nerve. He had a birdie on 17, fantastic smart birdie on 18 to win it, and um, you could sense after he'd hold that putt just how much it meant to him. You know, this wasn't a major. He's obviously been victorious in Dubai before, but given all that had gone on prior to the tournament, this one meant a lot to Rory McIlroy. And he did say it, this, it was a sweeter victory than it really should be or needed to be. And he said that mentally um, he was really proud of himself coming off that golf course because it showed how much character he had. And I think in those last two holes, he played with steel in his bones and real okay. golf smarts in his brain. And um, that's why he won the golf tournament. And it was fantastic, I think, for golf overall, fantastic for sport. And um, uh, to me, it was like, read it and weep, Patrick, you lost me. Um, uh, you may have thrown a tantrum by throwing a tee, but you couldn't get the better of the man from Northern Ireland. And um, uh, yeah. everyone over here was really delighted with that.
0: Oh, everyone's delighted. And no doubt it's going to continue on this feud between Rory McRoy and the LIV. What do you make of the stance that Rory's
7: made uh, for the PGA against the LIV? I've got to be honest, I feel pretty proud of him. You know, um, uh, growing up here in Northern Ireland, you know, Northern Ireland's a small country. Um, uh, and sport plays such an important role in everyone's lives. It's a bit like New Zealand in that regard. Mm. And um, uh, when we have a sporting hero, we truly get behind that sports star, and um, Rory McIlroy is this iconic figure, and we like to see our iconic figures do the right thing, and for me, Rory McIlroy has been doing the right thing. I I know the money that these golfers are being offered by Liv is astronomical, And I appreciate that some feel they can't turn it down. But I have to say, you know, in an ideal world, I'd love traditions to be kept. And I'd love everyone to be playing on either the the European Tour or the PGA Tour. You know, Um, and Rory has been a figurehead in many respects for what I think is right about golf and what is proper about golf. And um, it's a gentleman's game. And I think he's behaved like a gentleman throughout all of this he's um, he certainly led his cards on the table and he's admitted himself that he's lost friendships over this mm. because he wanted to stand by uh, you know stand on his ground stand by his ground and basically stand up for what he felt was right so yeah um I think Rory McElroy is now even bigger. Around the world than he was, say, a year ago. And everyone loved him as Rory McIlroy, the golfer. But now he's become Rory McIlroy, the sporting statesman.
1: Hey, Steve, like being from Northern Ireland, you obviously get a, a, a decent insight into um, Rory and, and probably a closer, closer relationship than other journalists. Like, can you give us an insight into what the future holds for Rory? Is he giving you um, information that you're privy to that no one else is?
7: Well, Rory McElroy is over in America now. He lives in in the States, so um, it's very rare that he's back home in Northern Ireland. But um, I do know that going forward, he has a, a dream and an ambition to win more majors. He's only won four, and although I say only, um, four majors is a phenomenal effort, but Rory McIlroy is better than four majors, in my opinion. Um, yep. He hasn't won one since 2014. He went very close to... In every major, really, last year he was in the top ten in all of them, and um, I thought that he should have won the Open at St Andrews. Um, obviously, that didn't materialise for him. But this year, his, his his big thing's the Masters. It really is, boys. You know, yeah. he's an icon now, but he can just be standing on the shoulders of giants if he if he wins the Masters, because that means he'd have completed the Grand Slam. And there's very very few players on the planet who have done that. So we want to see Rory McIlroy put that green jacket on. I think um, being from Northern Ireland, green's going to suit him. <laughs> and um, uh, I'd love to see him <laughs> in the Butler cabin talking about a master's victory. So I think that's going to be his first priority. And then um, he'll also want to win other majors. I do genuinely feel, you know, that um, he's a different golfer now to the one that won the first four majors of his career and that was very early in his career and people were talking that he could maybe win 10 12 14 and such like um i think he's more of a an all-round golfer now and um mm-hmm. you just saw over the weekend um the character of the man because um he was up against it he knew the eyes of the world were on him particularly um with patrick reed in the clubhouse and um uh, hoping that he could get a playoff. And goodness me, how much fun would that have been? Oh. Um, seeing those two go toe-to-toe in a playoff. <laughs> so good. But, um, uh, you know, So I think he's got the bottle, he's got the golf brain, and he's got the ability, boys. you know, He's one of the great nat- natural sportsmen of our time. And he's also a fierce competitor. I think sometimes we forget about that. You two guys know all about what it's like to compete at the highest end of your sports. And Rory McElroy is doing that at his sport. And he loves to come out on top. He has that desire to come out on top. And um, he's got a young family now. And um, I think it would be wonderful for him, you know, coming off the 18th green at Augusta and um, uh, seeing his wife and his child there and being able to hug them and celebrate with them. I think that is going to be a driving force for him going to the Masters in April. And everyone in Northern Ireland and beyond, I imagine, um, we'll be expecting Rory McIlroy to have a huge 2023.
0: Oh, pretty big raps when you got Tiger Woods telling his son, Charlie, don't copy my swing, copy Rory McIlroy's swing, the perfect swing. And just on that Masters uh, performance, he's had his chances over the years, but it's uh, in a major that's always eluded him. Why is that? Even, what, what makes the Masters so difficult for Rory?
7: It's an interesting one that um, you'll remember the McIlroy meltdown you know, whenever he was yep. um, in in control of, of the tournament, he was only a young man then. And then it's funny, the next tournament he went on won the U.S. Open, which showed um, his class. And he's gone close before, but um, close doesn't cut it for someone like Rory McIlroy. He wants to win the thing. Um, uh, the Masters is such a, a legendary tournament, and I, I do think there's a lot of players... Um, give their best at the Masters and are inspired by the environment inspired by the course um, uh, and it is one of those tournaments that literally whoever tees it up on the Thursday can go on and win it on the Sunday um, uh, hopefully it will be Rory's time this time around yep. I've always thought mm-hmm. that there's a Masters in him I think um, it, it's, it's the next natural step for Rory McIlroy, like he has had some brilliant, breathtaking rounds, um, uh, at Augusta, and it's just putting the four rounds together. I would say, you know, on occasions in more recent years, he hasn't got off to a great start, and he's been playing catch up. So if he makes a nice, steady opening round, um, I think he can go all the way and um uh, and win the thing. And there's there's a sense of destiny about all of this. Um, You you won't know this, boys, but when Rory McIlroy was a very, very young boy, he appeared on a television show over here. It was one of those late-night sort of talk shows, Um, you know, the ones that you get in America. Well, there was Mm. one over here in Northern Ireland, and everyone was talking in, in Northern Ireland about this young golfer. He was only a kid at the time. And um, it showed the way that he practiced. So he brought out a pitching wedge and a few balls and they had a washing machine in the studio. The washing machine was open. And um, that's how Rory McIlroy used to practice his chipping, by chipping the balls into the washing machine. (laughs) And, um, uh, you know, he had a toothy grin back then. He he was so young and and he was a cute lad. And um, it was just brilliant to see. And everyone from Northern Ireland has followed his career since that point. And we all feel that there's a destiny about Rory McIlroy winning the Masters and completing the Grand Slam. Um, and for a country the size of Northern Ireland, um, we'll be having a party from April. I'd say to December, boys. <laughs> We're coming. <laughs> oh,
0: you're that is So good, mate. We're right behind. We love the Irish. We don't love it when you keep beating the All Blacks, but we we love what you're about, and uh, we appreciate can, your can time, we start Stephen on that? Beacon. <laughs> No, no, do not get started on that, mate. You just take it easy. Okay, Stephen? We appreciate your time. Your chief sports writer for the Belfast Telegraph and uh, a real good insight to Rory McIlroy. Hopefully he can go on and win that major that keeps on eluding him, the the Augusta Masters. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, boys. Pleasure. There he is, Stephen Beacon. Bang. Oh, champion. He's right behind Rory, and, and that's, I love hearing stories like that, Kimpy. when you hear about these young kids, and you see them at your own backyard, you know, I always talk about my story, kicking slippers through the through the power lines, you just make do with what, what's available at your <laughs> dispense. Chipping it into the washing machine is great, and it's perfect, and he would have done that thousands and thousands of times on end, and uh, well, you got to start somewhere, and you can start but doing it in your own backyard with whatever's available to use. Such a good story.
1: Yeah, great story. And uh, you're dead right. When you, when you hear people so passionate from your own country talking about the, your own athletes, you can't help but just get encapsulated by that whole essence of that conversation. So uh, I'm just watching it here in the studio, Rory McIlroy. Man, some tough shots. 15, he drops one. Back to back to eighteen, he goes in there. He's got to nail it. And what about the drive off the tee? Yeah, mm. <laughs> you what just think of the pressure. You just think of the
0: pressure, knowing what went on. I didn't know you had a subpoena against him no, and on was Christmas interesting. Eve. So there you go. You can understand why he didn't want to bar Patrick Reed. And then going through knowing that Reed's not biting at his bloody foot. Ready to get there and take his his glory away and then sink in two birdies to beat him by one shot. I love it. That is still of nerves and it's showing good signs. Heading to Augusta in April. Rory, can he get his fifth major? Time will tell. Well, Stephen Beacon is hoping so because Ireland, they won't stop partying. He's still the favourite son. How good. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp coming up. Where's Kempy going to go? Well, if you missed the other show, I gave you a little insight. Heading along the All Blacks the environment, the changes that potentially may be coming. You're listening to Izzy and Ken for Breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.
1: Yesterday's off the back fence raised a very good question for my good mate Izzy. He asked, if Razor is the next all-black coach, then who will he bring along for the ride with him? When you actually take the time to analyse that question, that situation, the appointment of Razor is so much more than just that. The current All Black organisation, in my opinion, needs a full Monty 360-degree makeover, and here's just some of the reasons why. Darren Shand has been the All Black manager for near on 20 years. He's had a career longer than any All Black coach or player, which is unbelievable. He's basically had a mortgage on the position, and I think the NZR now needs to up its game. Don't get me wrong. Darren, I'm sure, is good at his job, but if you look at pathways and opportunities, there are no fresh ideas or any fresh faces. It makes me wonder if they need a change in the current tenure of Mr. Shand. And let's look at Gilbert Anoka. Alongside Darren Shand, his tenure has been similar. While both have had success early on in their careers, one now has to think that they too must come under the microscope when changes are confirmed and a new coach is named. Or... Is this a mortgage that continues to be paid in perpetuity? For me, it's about taking a broom and clean sweeping the whole group and starting fresh. I'm picking Razor. He'll want his own staff. He'll want to bring him along. And I'm not just talking about coaching. Look out for more changes to be made to this aging management structure later this year. Maybe the mortgages will be paid off and some new blood can be injected into this old house.
0: Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. There he is, off the back fence, a clean out of age, of of more than probably people are probably expecting for the All Blacks. Clean out means Darren Shand, he's been there since 2002 or 2003. He's been there the longest serving management part of that team for a very very long time. A new voice, a new direction could potentially be uh, what Razor and Co, if he gets a job, needs Gilbert Anoka. We know the, the history that he has with the black jersey. He's probably been there for over 200 300 tests or something like that so probably the most capped management of all time had a lot of time for Gilbert he's done so much for me and uh well he's been there for for ages and he's got so much experience so he knows exactly what it takes and needed but will a change and cure there as well and there's plenty of others and that'll be a different uh, approach from the NZr KMP that'll be a hugely different approach when the top when a coach is elected, those in the back room are individually contracted through the NZR. So you have really no say. They are a part of your team and they are a part of that. And you can't come in and have a complete washout. That has always been the case with the All Blacks. So whether they change their, their stance and change the direction and allow whoever the next coach is to bring a full management team together, well, only time will tell. So, yeah. if you've got any uh, any opinions regarding off the back fence from Tony Kemp, a full washout, a cleaner of that All Blacks double eight double three, on the temper Bedpost Text Machine or 0800-150-811. plenty happening regarding the All Blacks, and only two weeks I'm hearing two weeks where we'll have an independent review, a board, a panel that'll go through and make this wow kind of different approach from the NZR towards the All Black Coaching. i would love to hear from you. Coming up, we've got headlines with Joe, and Joe's take two. He's going to smash it out of the park. Here we go. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future.
3: 27 to 8 here in Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Joe sitting in the big chair for Louie, who's out with uh got some sur- surgery on his teeth. did he boys? What? Well, actually, wisdom teeth out. He's his
0: wisdom teeth, teeth out. Oh. Yeah, Joey. So he's lying up in bed and swollen face. And hopefully he's doing okay and recovering really well. So the whole team is going going under, really. You got <laughs> Neeps gonna get his shoulder <laughs> reconstructed. You got Kempe getting his, uh, I mean Louie getting his wisdom teeth out Kempi's had plenty of surgeries I've got a big one coming up in May And Joe, have you got
3: anything happening to you mate? You all good? Yeah, well my girlfriend has responded to me in two days So I think heart surgery's coming for me <laughs> um, It's time Ooh. for some headlines with Joe wow. Yeah, no I know, it's hard times When a Kubota ex- excavated with Kenna Tire Now, some time for some actual sports news boys I realise at 6.30 I didn't uh, actually do any sports news US Open champion Matthew Fitzpatrick has agreed to participate in the tech-focused golf league that is being launched next year by Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. Uh, the league, who, whose launch was announced last August, has being billed as a first-of-its-kind experience for golf as each two-hour event will be held on a data-rich virtual course complete with a tech-infused short game complex. So... I reckon you should get a hacker to help you out as in. You can play in that and beat them. (laughs) (laughs) And other news, boys, non-league team Wrexham, owned by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney, they drew in their FA Cup fifth-round game against Sheffield United on Monday morning. Looks like they're going to have to play a replay, and if they win it, they'll face Tottenham Hotspur in the next round. So that'd be pretty sick. Uh, and in some more football news, Britain's National Police Chiefs Council have apologised to survivors and the families of the victims of the 1989 Hillsborough Soccer Stadium disaster in which 97 Liverpool supporters lost their lives in the crush. That, Like 34 years later, they've finally come out and apologised for what is labelled as the worst sporting disaster in mm. Britain's history. So there you go, boys. That's your sports headlines with uh, Kubota. winner a one-point-ton... Seven-tonne Kubota excavator with Kennard Tire. Visit kennards.co.nz.
0: Beautiful. Thanks for that, um, Joey. Boy, a little update. Here you go. Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy going in partnership. You can get a bit of understanding and p- puts it in perspective of why they're having a bit of an up. Well, I don't think this will have any impact on the LV and the PGA, but it's something different. And I don't know if you've ever played that simulator golf, Kimpy. It's very, very fascinating. It's mm. such a good um, a good. You know something different. You know your your ability to go play Pebble Beach. You know Augusta or Masters. As a golf fan, you uh, like they're, they're pretty realistic and they're pretty top notch with the how accurate they are. Considering your driver, you know when you've missed it one, and then on the screen it's going real right. And yeah, and the putting's a little bit debatable. But from a, a golf fan, it's such a wonderful way to go out and enjoy these these beautiful golf courses
1: around the world. So mate. I'm all for it. Uh, have you ever played top golf, Kimby? I've, I've played a little bit of simulated golf, yep. I mm. had a mate that um, bought the first one in here in Auckland about 20 years ago, I think it was, and put it in an office building and was expecting it to go gangbusters. I think probably just a little bit ahead of himself. I actually think that's the way golf is going to be playing in the future is that mm. people are going to go in and choose where they're going to play because these simulations are getting so, um, I guess, so real that uh, you can actually sit in... Have a have a have a sandwich, have a have a beer, and and actually not go too far. Sit back down on the sofa, you know. So up at Remuera, when we went up there and, and did the the Christmas thing, they I which I haven't been to a driving range for so long. You hit a ball and it picked it up on the screen and showed you where it was landing, where it was headed out to the range, and gave you some points and stuff like that. Um, I just found that fascinating because you normally just <laughs> used to walk in and whack balls, you know what I mean. So yeah, it's all changing. Uh, I think the face of sport along, you know, we talk about losing our kids to rugby uh, earlier this week. Um, I think kids are going to be playing sport, but a lot of them are going to choose to be playing it from a sofa, Mm. you know. There's so
0: much information out there now, Yeah, mm. at at our disposal. You you look at the social media, I'm guilty of it, doing it plenty. You watch all these um, pros and these coaches going out, they're giving you wee tips and you go out to the golf course and you try them, your golf game just goes... Horribly wrong. So more is not always beneficial, I feel. Just find little bits out there that can help your golf game, your little technique, your little routines that potentially can can enhance and better your golf game, and it's bloody great. But that Romero Golf Club, they've got an awesome driving range, and I, I love it because it's encouraging golfers that, that like the game but don't really enjoy going out there and walking nine or playing 18 holes to go along. And like you said, you hit golf balls, you've got to, um you know, a range finder, to a distance provider that that just measures your distance, how far you're hitting it. So every day golf can go out, hit some balls, and you've got about a 1,000 balls at your disposal. All you got to do is stand on this button, and it pushes the ball back out onto your tee, and then you just swing up again. And like you said, you have a beer to your side, you have some chicken wings, and you sit there, and you just have a real <laughs> social aspect to the game. And uh, Rimera, they do it great. And I know there's many uh, golfing facilities around the world that do – Bloody good things. Top golf played it over overseas plenty of times. It is so good. You got four or five stories, and you've got your own individualized bay, and you've got uh, plenty coming up. So um, yep, it's all there. It's all happening, and I uh, absolutely love it. So uh, we're gonna shoot off, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna have a chat to uh, Mitch Redman from the AM talking about the weather going along around New Zealand, and particularly up in the north reason, uh, region. So Mitch Redman, coming up shortly. Yes, welcome back. It's a hot topic. Well, it ain't hot, it's a cold topic right now. Is the weather around the far north, and the one and only Mitch Redman, AM, New, AM news reporter out of Auckland. He's up in the upper north island. He's been pumped with a record breaking rain. He's a one eyed cantab as they come and he's braving the elements in the Coromandel. He's on the line with us now. Morning, Mitch. How you doing, bud?
5: Morning, fellas. How are you? Hope you're nice and dry in your bloody studio, you, (laughs)
0: Cliff. I'm dry. I've just had a flat white. Oh, Kimby's just put his jacket on, so it must be raining in the studio. I put my my
1: jacket on on purpose, Mitch, because I've been watching you on TV this morning, and I reckon (laughs) that jacket you got, you need to hand it over to me, mate. You're the only bloke whose jacket I could fit, I reckon.
2: Mate, absolutely.
5: We're in the Tim Sarmandall area up here, fellas, and um, the rain just has been persistent all night. And it's um it's looking like it's going to hang around here until sort of four o'clock this afternoon. So, um, there's been yeah quite a few splits around the region. A few roads here are closed as well. So, um, yeah, it's just a summer from hell for these guys around the Coromandels. That's hardly seen the sunlight. So, a spot where you know all the holiday makers usually come and have a bloody good time. It's, um, it's looking a bit depressing at the moment.
0: Mate, obviously we know the impact that Friday had. Are we expecting something similar, or you know, is everyone ready? a bit more prepared for what to, uh, what's about to hit them today.
5: Yeah, well, even speaking to a few guys around um, around Thames yesterday, like obviously seeing what happened in Auckland last week, it's sort of given them a little bit of a wake-up call. So there was people out around here yesterday sandbagging and things like that, but I'm not sure if you guys have seen in Auckland this morning, but there's just so much water in the uh, storm systems and everything like that at the moment that there's street flooding in Auckland once again. So uh, you guys uh. yeah, guys in Auckland, sort of up in North Island, just can't manage to catch a break at the moment.
1: Hey, Mitch, take us through some of the some of the sites you've seen at uh, down there. I was watching one where total road had given away around the Thames area. What, what what are some of the the, the worst hit areas?
5: Yeah, so uh, that we, we headed up to the top of uh, that was State Twenty Five A, State Highway Twenty Five A, and Thames yesterday, and obviously that's sort of a main uh, main road in terms of getting from one side, the east side of the Coromandel, over to the other. So uh, that whole road is just completely slipped out, sort of twenty or thirty meters gone, and and uh, just speaking with Waka Kotahi and some of the contractors and things like that, it's not going to be an easy fix whatsoever. And um, it's been adding uh, travel times for people in the region by up to an hour. So uh, that's a big job on, on the cards for contractors. And yeah, it's going to be a pain for commuters, commuters as well.
0: Have we got any idea of, of when it's going to ease and we're going to get some normality and maybe even potentially
5: any sunshine to, to the Upper North Island? I was gonna say as soon as I jumped on the phone I could see the blue skies coming out and it's the first time I'd seen it, but it's just <laughs> absolutely started tells it head down again. So it's just that's just telling you what the sunny summer's like. So yeah, the rain is still sort of gonna hang around uh, the upper north island, central North Island too, for uh, sort of the, yeah, it's not looking very good for the next sort of week or so, but there has to be oh, some sunlight on no. the way, surely. It seems
1: terrible. <laughs> Hey, Mitch, being a much been a been a mad uh, one-eyed cyclops from down in Canterbury. You must be looking forward to uh, the Crusaders round, and you'll be used to plenty of rain. Don't get me wrong. Oh mate, absolutely! No, Heatwave down it, here. Yeah, <laughs> it's
5: wave. like thirty degrees or something. As Central Otago was getting a bit dirty So, oh, we need a yeah. It's the place to be this summer. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Oh mate, it's a beautiful part of the world. Come on down, the heat wave. I'm about to get my rig out and enjoy it. Just quickly, I know you're all over the Christchurch Stadium, the rebuild. Oh, I've seen photos, I've seen pictures. I can't wait to be a part of it. And uh I no doubt you'll be real amongst it and well the weather's got that bad there in the Coromandel. We've lost lost our good mate Mitch Redman. But we love having a wee update from him in the Coromandel. She's pretty devastating out there, Kempie. In another week, Or two of rain ahead, you Mm. just can't imagine the damage that this is going to cause. The stormwaters are already chocker, yeah, and they're trying to get rid of what happened last Friday, and they've got to deal with two weeks of rain. This can only go pear shape, really.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. The water tables are, are, you know, pretty pretty high. And it was interesting uh, driving in this morning in the Uber there, and people have their garages open and manholes inside their garages, all full of full of hoses, garden hoses, just trying to get the get the water levels down. As you say, so, you know, he's dead right. There's water already still sitting there, and with all this on top of it, everything's just, you know, obviously coming back up again. We're looking like a little bit of a river outside. I just hope uh, by, the, by the time we leave, boys, that we can actually make it out here without having to take our shoes off.
0: Mate, look, the whole of New Zealand, we've, we've dealt with our own fair... Our amount of adversity down here in, in Canterbury so we can understand what people are going through. I know Tim uh, messaged earlier and he said, look, just want to see what our love and aroha up to, up to Auckland and to the people. We've felt, you know, our fair share down here so we can understand, um, you know, what what's going on. I feel for everyone in Tamaki, Makaurau, kia kaha e from Tim. Down here in Christchurch, so sending love, but you've been on the ground, Kimby. You have got a lot of p- people around the the city that you know. What what's the feeling like? What's the morale like? Are they staying upbeat or there's just no real shining light from here in much? Then two one to two weeks of rain, it's, it ain't easing. So, what are the people feeling? Yeah,
1: well, you know you know what the community are like, like especially Almarai, our our Alfano, and Almarai's. They've all opened up their doors and and allowed people to come and um, you know have have the opportunity to to just Recollect their thoughts and, and get themselves sorted. Um, we we had Dave Latelli on last year. He's putting out a lot of social messages at the moment about what sort of support um, heck he can be given along with everyone else that's helping him out. There's food deliveries. He's talking now about uh, whiteware and how they can store that. You know, everyone's needing washing machines and fridges and bits and pieces like that. So um, I, the good thing I like about Kiwis is that they all band together. You know, I'm talking to the yeah, Uber driver. He said, "You know, Queen Street on Friday, was driving down. The buses could only get them to Queen Street to this to Central Station, and no one could get back to the North Shore because the motorway was closed and the bridge was closed. So you had all the people from the North Shore Friday night, couldn't happen at a worse time, trying to get home, and they couldn't even get over the Harbour Bridge." So. Everyone in and around the city that they knew would, ph- would phone in. I had lots of people on social saying, look, our doors are open. If you need to come and have a hot shower, you need us to chill out, come in. Um, and it's just what Kiwis do, mate. You know, they, they do stick together. Uh, I feel real sorry for South Auckland. They copped it, uh, and they, they, yeah. you know, they're still recovering from that. But like I said yesterday, I don't think we've seen the worst of what's happened yet. I think the infrastructure where we can't see it, underneath the roads especially... Underneath buildings and that, uh, the insurance companies—they must be sitting in there just. I heard. I heard yesterday. Read one quick one is they. Um, they had to fly people in uh, to work in the insurance companies because if they could, just couldn't keep up with the demand. So, uh, still plenty, plenty, plenty to be talked about after this uh, devastation.
0: Just quickly, Kempi, the damage uh, in terms of sporting arenas, the fields, everything. Well, there's going to be a huge amount of teams that'll be affected. From this disaster, and sport is at the forefront of everyone's minds, and we want our kids to go out playing. Like the kids have been um, held back from going back to school for another week, so parents are up and joy about that situation. But the sporting complex will be pretty well damaged after this.
1: Oh, and and also public fields like Auckland Auckland Council, um, and having worked with Auckland Council through some of the national bodies and and local bodies, they close it down. You know, they close the, they close the. The city, the city, down when they get some water on the pitcher. So it's going to take a while for that to 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 go away. Um, but it is what it is, mate. You know, Mother Nature when she decides to to shed some tears, and especially this many of them, we've got to we've just got to, to deal with it.
0: Yes, welcome back. Coming up to eight o'clock, and after eight, we're going to talk to Ajit Rai. He's part of the New Zealand Davis Cup team, team as they take on Bulgaria down here in Christchurch Wildling Park. And if you're about to go and support. The team, they'll thoroughly enjoy and really appreciate your support. A message coming through. Do we know if New Zealand Cricket has a backup plan to move Test out of Tauranga? And this from Robert. Um, I'd say highly, highly likely, Robert, that they'll have a backup plan, whether they move it south to Christchurch. It's at the Bay Oval on February 16th. So there's a few weeks leading into that where they can make the change. So they've got time on their hands, but no doubt they'll be all over that. And then following that, they're at the Basin Reserve. So hopefully Wellington can handle it. There's a couple of messages there. There's one for you, Kempi, regarding Michael Maguire, potentially going with Eddie to the Wallabies. So, who changes coming through for the Kiwis. We'll get your answer to that message after our next guest. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. So just chill. Hope you're chilling on this morning, February the 1st. As much as possible. I know many of you in Auckland will be chilling out. I'll be chilling out down here in Christchurch. A wee bit to go. My son's going back to school tomorrow. So we've got interviews with his new teacher later on today, 2.30. So we'll go check out the Ahoka primary teacher that'll be looking after we are for the year. So plenty happening. And uh, plenty coming through on the text machine as well, and an interesting one, and it makes for a good old case, because if you didn't see the news yesterday, Nico Hines was in the country, and he was hanging out with the one and only Dan Carter. So both codes enjoying each other's company and adding that IP, the intellectual property we always talk about, that both unions could um, could really uh, help each other out with and get each other sorted throughout the season. So, looking, loving it, and right now we're going to talk some tennis, because I love my tennis, I'm hopeless at it, but I enjoy getting out there and having a wee whack, and maybe I can get a few tips and pointers from our next guest. We love watching a bit of sport over week- Waitangi weekend, and there aren't many better spectacles than Davis Cup tennis. New Zealand will be hosting Bulgaria this weekend in Christchurch, with a mixture of experience and youth taking to the court. Ajit Rai. We'll be hoping to build upon an impressive showing at the ASB Classic and he joins us this morning fresh out of the laundromat. How you doing, Good Morning. How are you? All good? All good, mate. Obviously life on the road as a tennis player. You missed me last hour you're at the laundromat, so getting all your washing done, mate. You don't have someone running around for you.
8: I'm actually looking at it uh, completely wet in my room, <laughs> so um, I might have to take it with me to the courts and hang it up along the fences or something to get it all dried nice. out.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully that heat wave can come through and, and dry it out. We're expecting big temperatures this week, mate. So, how are you going? How, are you being, how, are you, how have yeah. you been getting stopped on no. the streets as much since the ASB Classic? Everyone's taking notice of Ajit Rai.
8: Uh, no one takes notice of um of me in Taranaki. It's a pretty humble place and we're
0: filled with barrets so <laughs> Too
8: um and uh, yeah, no, it's um it's just amazing to be back in um New Zealand playing playing for my country and we haven't had a Davis Cup tie in New Zealand for a long time with COVID etc. so yeah, it's a very exciting time and it's a must win tie against the Bulgarian. I just I get very, very excited when I get to put a New Zealand top on and play for my country.
1: Just tell us, Z, you been out to Waitara, out to the concrete courts out the opposite the high school, and hit a tennis ball before?
8: Oh, I've been there. I've started. I've started there. That's that's where I started back in the day. Is um, there
1: another uh, Waitara yeah. product?
8: Yeah, that's. I mean, you got to play. You got to play everywhere. You don't start playing at all these nice places. So I think that works in my favour. Coming from Taranaki, we know what it's like. You know, playing in the humble beginnings and. Now you get to play in stadiums filled with people, and it's it's quite rewarding. And I think you know, coming from Taranaki, you will appreciate it um, that little bit more.
1: Oh, that's that's absolutely awesome. Hey, talk a bit, a little bit about the Davis Cup. What's the rapport been like between the Kiwi players and your team?
8: Yeah, I mean it's it's very different playing Davis Cup because, of course, it's a team event, and throughout the year we're playing all individual events. Tennis being an individual sport, so yeah, it's a it's a very exciting time where. Grigor Dimitrov, who's their number one player, actually didn't uh, didn't come to New Zealand, um, so that puts us at a stronger position. But they've still got two players inside the you know top 250, top 300 in the world, so it's going to be a it's going to be a challenging tie for us. And come Saturday, I hope that you know I get the nod from the captain to play the singles, and I'll I'll be firing.
0: Yeah, when do you find out whether you're playing or, or not? Is it right on the day, and how do they make that yeah. decision? Ajit?
8: normally, normally it's on on uh, Friday. We'll get told. I mean, I think you know we have we have a rough idea going off rankings, etc. Who's going to be playing? Uh, mm. But we have uh, we get the told on the Friday when there's a draw ceremony, etc. You get told who you're playing, and uh, you meet the opposition team and all of that stuff. It's a little bit awkward, but um, we yeah meet them and meet like a meet and greet type of thing and yeah just see who we're playing and have a little stare down with them and uh, yeah um, <laughs> get ready get ready for the match.
0: <laughs> oh nice mate. It's a it's an interesting uh, prospect this weekend. Davis Cup down here, Wildling Park Arena and in Christchurch, which has been starved of of events. Let alone tennis, but what's it like having the experience of Ruben Slatham back in the team? Obviously, his absence has been well reported.
8: Yeah, of course it's, um, of course it's uh, amazing having uh, Rubens back in the yeah. team, and you know we have Mike Venus and Artem Citek as well. Who Mike Venus is a is a Grand Slam champion. Um, he won the French Open, and Artem Citek has won multiple tour events on tour. So it's it's exciting to have that type of knowledge in the team and they know the pressures we deal with but i think most importantly you know the pressure when you look at pressure of, of tennis matches you you see what's happening in Auckland right now and i just send all my love and sympathy towards the families of of Auckland mm-hmm. and you kind of realize mm-hmm. that at the end of the day it's just a tennis match it's just sport and you know people You know, and the floods and stuff and not knowing where they're going to be staying at night, is that that's real. And tennis matches right now, when you see things like that, it puts things in perspective that at the end of the day, it is a tennis match. You give you 100%, one comes out a winner, one comes out a loser, but you... You know, we're going home and not dealing with uh, these horrific times at the moment. Yeah, no, yeah,
1: well said, mate. Nice, nice touch. Hey, I remember walking up the stairs at North Sydney and looking over and Mark Graham, you know, a humble boy from Waitara myself, and thinking, man, I need to pinch myself here. Have you, have you had those moments? You're pinching yourself with some of the the, the t- great tennis blows you getting to rub your shoulders with.
8: I think the first time that really happened to me because. You don't ever, and I think Izzy probably under, understands it as well as you. Don't ever get a chance to sit back and reflect because you're always on the go when you're playing. Mm. When you're playing sport, you just always go go, and you never sit back and reflect. And when something happens, you think in your head it's going to be the most amazing moment, but then you want something more after that. You become a bit selfish. But the first time I had that was actually at the ASB Classic, and you know I used to watch that. Tournament on TV, etc., and just being able to be the guy top hundred. Um, of course, in your head you think, okay, yeah, this is always going to happen. But when it happens, and you see your dad or my dad on the sideline who coached me, and you know all my all, all my uh, friends and family, you think like that's you know that's pretty cool. You're actually taking a village away with you on tour, not just not just yourself. It's not about you, but it's about you know the memories you can create with your family and friends along the way, and the people who helped you from day one.
0: From from the ASB Tennis Classic, you obviously be the 95-ranked uh, Japanese player, then you went on and you had a close match against Gasquet. What are your takeaways from, from the ASB Classic that you've been really trying to knuckle down over these last couple of months to get you ready for this weekend to take on, well, a, a pretty quality Bulgaria side? Obviously, the missing Gregor Dumitrov, but a pretty quality as well.
8: Yeah, I mean, I... I went back to the drawing board right after those matches because I was struggling with with cramping quite a lot in those two matches. Of course, with nerves, um, etc. But the biggest yep. thing I noticed with all these top hundred players is how how fit they were, and they just wouldn't stop. You know, they just were relentless animals, basically. Like they just <laughs> they were so fit. So I I went back to the drawing board with my coaches and my trainer, and I did fourteen days. Uh, Two hours in the morning, hour and a half in the afternoon. Off fitness, just literally pure fitness into all running and weights. Um, wow. You know, this skinny, this skinny Indian boy needs to put on some muscle mass. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I yeah, I went I went back to the back in the gym and I fe- I already feel the difference of how fit you know how fit I'm getting and stuff. So yeah, I mean eating clean and all that type of stuff. I mean mind you, I had burger fuel and an ice cream last night, but. um besides 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 that i've been i've been pretty good and my body's in, in good nick at the moment and i'm feeling really fit and i'm just i'm ready to go i'm actually just super excited to hopefully get back competing and um yeah go have an absolute battle
1: Yeah, there's a saying, mate, you can take this one with you, hard work will only beat talent if talent doesn't work hard. So get back in that gym and work extremely hard, mate, because you've got plenty of talent. Just tell us on that, though, where's your horizon shifted after the ASB Classic? Obviously goals are a big thing. What's yours?
8: So I'm going to be playing mainly ATP Challenger events, ATP events throughout the year. So I'm going to be hitting, uh, I'll have, Three three days in New Zealand, and then I head to India for three ATP events, and then uh, there's another event there, so I actually play four events there. And then you just keep reevaluating where your rankings at, and, and the schedule, and the lower my ranking, the lower my ranking drops, the better tournaments I can get into. And then that's when you know, Grand Slams is the target. So I'm just going to be my head's going to be down, and I'm going to be working as hard as I can t- until I until I get to that those Grand Slams. Oh,
0: it's sounding all positive, mate, and you got the right mindset to to go forward and and be very very successful. Look, we all know tennis is a very lonely sport, and you relied on your self motivation plenty of times. But for you, have you been tapping into any other athletes, any IP from other industries or other sporting franchises just to help you go forward and, and achieve those goals?
8: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very lucky. I've um, been lucky enough that uh, DC's helped me a bunch over the last um, mm. couple years, and the same for Bowdoin. I mean, um, Bowden, early on in my career, especially helped me so much being from Taranaki. I think he knew, you know, kind of had a soft spot for that, and he really, really helped me. And a bunch of the rugby boys, like Anton and those guys, they've, they've helped me a bunch. And if I ever need if I ever need any assistance or any, you know, help about round mindset, and Dan was talking to me about, about pressures and that type of stuff, um, I've just been very lucky to have guys like that like that around me. I caught up a lot with Mardonu in, in San Diego because he was playing there for his rugby team, and just having support from New Zealand athletes who I looked up to, who I watched on TV, who, you know, I idolise, and them being on the other side of the phone to Give me some assistance. is just it's a massive confidence boost, but it also shows where I need to be in in terms of being a a role model and a, and a, and a person. You know, there's such good people on top of that, not just good rugby players or good athletes.
0: Beautiful, mate. I love it. I love it. You're tapping into the IP, and those players know what it takes to succeed at the top level. Although they're in a the team sport, there's a lot of resemblances from team sport to individual sport. Ajit, before we let you go, mate, what do you get up to in your free time? And uh, are we going to ever hit a golf ladder?
8: Hey, golf, is that, that's the one. I, I, love, I absolutely love golf. But uh, in my free time at the moment, I've been getting pretty good at laundry. So yesterday, I chucked my stuff at the dryer thinking it was the washing machine and left it in there for 30 minutes, came back, and my clothes oh were my. really, really hot and dirty. So uh, <laughs> that, took, that added an extra hour to my process. So, um, yeah, it's all about learning and growing, you know. So these are experiences that I'm learning from, and, you know, today when I go do my laundry, um, I'm sure I'll get it right. So, yeah, oh. it's, all, it's all learning.
0: <laughs> It's all learning. You've chucked in the dry. That's something that uh, myself would do, potentially. Uh, I'm horrible, mate. I'm lucky I've got a beautiful wife. And it sounds like you've got a beautiful and an awesome support system around you, G. Hey, I really appreciate your time this morning. Good luck this weekend. Hopefully you get the nod come Friday and you can go forward and put that silver fern on your chest and do us proud, mate. We're right behind you here on Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast. Thanks so much. There he is, Ajit Rai. How and, good uh, he's, he's a champion. Go from White Tuna you, mate, eh? How
1: good, eh? You love that, eh? Playing, playing on those concrete courts doll. opposite the high school. Yeah, man. There's been some. I tell you what, some balls been hit on those courts. Uh, mm. that's, that's that one. That's a court I can't get my brother on. <laughs> that's the last time he towed <laughs> me up. So, um, mate, how good? How good? And how articulate? I love those young blokes, mate. When they just got their head screwed on, talking about you know mindset and pressures and and who who he can call on to support them. So, mate, that was a that was an awesome get. Well done.
0: I love that uh, quote of yours, Kempy. Hard work beats talent every single day, and that's what it takes at uh, at the top level. When you're a, a high performing athlete, everyone there has got talent. Hundred percent. Not many have that top two inches when the going gets tough, when it's raining, it's snowing, when it's pouring outside and you're just struggling to get out of bed, they get up and they just get the job done. I've played with plenty of players over the years that are like that and I've played with the with the latter. And uh, Ajit has shown signs of, of being the the high-performing athlete that he needs to be. I love hearing that hard work. You need to be fit. And you need to, don't need to look any further than the Melbourne Open the uh, the major grand slam over the and seen Novak Djokovic mm. he just doesn't look tired when you're playing 30, 40 round uh forty rallying uh, rallies uh forty hit rallies over over in the open and just seeing what's happening man they just don't look tired and they've got to do it for potentially five sets yeah Andy Murray so it takes a right earlier in the morning.
1: Mm. You know, you need to be Ooh. resilient physically and mentally. Um, just, just just, on that, you know, one of those things about the the wet and training hard, you know what I mean? Like normally when it's raining, people don't want to go outside and train. When we coaching, coaching the Warriors, we used to keep the boys at training in the rain, you know, like the rain would be coming down. but We turned it into a bit of fun, mate. We get them scoring tries. So just putting kicks in the corners and getting them putting the ball down over the try line, they had so much fun. You know, and and do you think that that rubbed off? Yeah, we had we had a couple of tries scored that year in the wet, which people never thought would they'd get the ball down. So, um, those little bit of extras that you can work out and make it a bit of fun instead of going down and sitting in your in your change room waiting for the rain to stop. That's that's the hard work. That's that extra two percent.
0: Well, that was Ajit Rai, part of the New Zealand Davis Cup team. He's got team his teammates Ruben Statham, KP Panu, Ajit Rai and double specialist Venus, Michael Venus Artem Sitak. So they've got a quality side and great news. Well, not great news for Bulgaria, but they're without Grigor Dimitrov, who is 29th ranked in the world. He was knocked out by the one and only Novak Djokovic at the Aussie Open. And he's turned his back on his country again. So positive and exciting times for our very own. Uh, New Zealand Davis Cup team this weekend. If you're about to go and support the team, they'll really, really need it as they take on a quality Bulgaria side. Coming up, we're going to catch up with the one and only TAB Pauli Moati. We'll see what's going on in the world of betting. Back shortly. Yes, welcome back. Good tune to hopefully lift some morale around the country. Uh, it's the time to chat to our good friend Pauli Moati. Tab live update bit live in your favourite sports with the Tab app today. Paul Mwadi, how you doing, bud?
4: Look, I'm doing really well, thank you, Izzy. And it's always good to talk to uh, some of the media's fire shows every morning.
0: <laughs> we love hearing your voice, mate. You're always bringing a positive tune to your voice. You're up and about.
4: I don't know why. Is there plenty going on? Oh, there's a yeah, there's a wee bit going on. There's quite a few. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Kiwi punters out there who are very, very bored by uh, the Black Caps because they, uh, they've been backed in this uh, third T20 uh, against the Indians. Uh, they're 265 outsiders but we've taken slightly more money on the Black Caps than we have on the Indians. So India currently dollar 44 head head-to-head. The Black Caps $2.65. The boys have put up a number of power plays uh, on that match and I can tell you two of the most popular ones there's a $5 power play. Uh, Michael Bracewell and Mitchell Santner to combine for 30 or more runs and three or more wickets, that's paying $5. And there's another one that's been backed at $67. And that's a six to be hit in each of the first three overs of the match, paying $67. So two of the best back power plays in that uh, third T-T- uh, T20 between the Indians and the Black Gaps.
0: Oh, beautiful! Some lovely odds to entice our punters to get on. Yeah, the Black Caps, Black Caps, taking on India tomorrow morning. Hopefully, they can get that one done. And there's plenty of NBA happening around the country as it heats up over in the United States. So, any action on the NBA? And we got a can't can't forget the Super Bowl yeah. that's taking place in two weeks' time.
4: Oh, juicy! Yeah, yeah, no, there is, um, and for Lakers fans, it's pretty good news because uh, punters are fairly keen on the Lakers' chances uh, today up against the New York Knicks. The Knicks slight favourite to the dollar eighty. Lakers at a dollar ninety five, um, but the money suggests that the Lakers are a big chance there. Of course, they um, controversially went down to the. Uh, Boston are they hard Delta, done by? Uh,
0: are they hard done by there, Paul Paulie? They've been been pretty shafted, yeah.
4: haven't they? Oh. <laughs> How did not make a call on that final LeBron drive to the wow. basket? <laughs> he got mugged. Think him. Um, you mentioned the Super Bowl, uh, and we've seen a move there. Kansas City Chiefs—they opened up uh, north of even money. They're now into a dollar ninety-two. The Philadelphia Eagles are out to a dollar eighty to win that. So we have seen cash flow the way of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs now a dollar ninety-two. That would suggest that his ankle will be good as gold Uh, when we get to Super Bowl in uh, just under two weeks' time. uh, The boys have put up a couple of boosted markets as well, one for the Eagles and one for the Chiefs fans. Uh, For the Eagles, it's Jalen Hurts to throw two-plus touchdown passes and the Philadelphia Eagles to win. That's been boosted to $3, or if you're a Chiefs fan, Travis Kelsey, uh, one or more touchdowns and the Kansas City Chiefs to win. That's been boosted out to 3.75. That has seen a wee bit of money flow its way. Travis Kelsey, very, very popular with punters. I'm just having a look at the first uh, touchdown scorer market. He's the favourite there. at $7.50, uh, and he is the best back so far in that market.
0: Oh, the battle of the Kelsey's. Who do you reckon Mum and Dad will be supporting there, Paulie? Uh
4: I think uh, football will be the winner (laughs) on the day. And and they'll all head to Applebee's after the match and have a good feed.
0: Yeah, beautiful, mate. Thank you so much. And Tarapa's been moved to Friday, so we'll get a wee update tomorrow where the punters are leading into that big race meeting has been postponed to Friday. Because of weather, Paulie Moire, appreciate it. Just quickly, Wellington, weather good? Uh,
4: Yeah, it's overcast, but it's uh, still warm. And. um,
0: as usual, not a lot of wind. <laughs> As usual, not a lot of wind, mate. That's the windy city of the country. Brother, appreciate your time, Paulie Moiri. That was our catch up. Promotions and play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18, plenty of pl- power plays regarding the Black Caps taking on India. Get on, but gamble responsibly. Coming up, we're going to get a headlines with Joey B. He's going to come through and let us keep us up to date with what's going on. But before then, here's half from the beautiful Coromandel with the news for Kibota, building and shaping the future.
3: SCNZ it is 27 to 9. You're listening to for breakfast. Joel and Fletch on the way, boys. How good is that? Awesome. Can't wait. Bloody good. I wonder how they're handling it the mornings, eh? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: they'll be hating it. They'll have a creak in their voice. But looking forward to having to catch up <laughs> and talk some League. And I'll talk to them about this message that Jamie sent through as well regarding Michael Gwai. So looking forward to that chat.
3: You, I mean, you guys are pretty witty, but I feel like you'll be able to outwit them this morning just because their minds will just be gush, you know, like they will not be operating at <laughs> 100%, so I think take some shots, boys. Anyways, uh, time for your girl. Don't lines. call me the dagger for any reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gal feeling your mission all year round. The Wellington Phoenix, as Araha just said in her news, are seeking legal advice after Tim Payne was given a red by the VAR. They don't think it's the VAR's job to elevate a yellow fr- uh, uh, from a, a yellow card to a red so we'll see what happens there uh haas has become the first formula one team to show off their new look for 2023 Uh, i don't know if they've made any mechanical differences but it looks really nice it's got a real fresh red black and white color scheme so go have a look at that and sergio hopefully I'm pronouncing this right, is Sergio Paris, the Italian uh, rugby captain, former Italian rugby captain, has just announced that he's hanging up the boots after a 21-year wow, professional wow. career. What a legend. Gal, feeling your mission, pop into your local for some good value fuel. Visit gal.co.nz. Sergio
0: Parise, yeah, the great man out of Italy, Italian rugby, uh, the big number eight, played him plenty of times. He's, he has a quality, he's a good player. Good mm. player. It's just unfortunate, he wasn't part of a Italian team that, uh, level one I think he Played over 100 tests He might have won A handful yeah.
1: Something like that so, Long career He's stuck at it 21 years career. 21 years mm. He's Kelly Slater a rugby
0: <laughs> He is He looks exactly like Kelly Slater too If you go look at him He looks exactly <laughs> like Kelly Just a bit more Bulkier Oh so good uh, I'll just read this Quick message here Kim Pete Um Boys, mainly a man mainly a man thing, but it seems individual sportsmen, young men, never seem to find themselves getting into trouble, whereas the team sports, you find boys have more chance of playing up. That's from Chris. Well, just quickly on that, there is about five others that can persuade you to go out and make that rash decision. And in saying that, more numbers means more chance of getting in trouble. When you're individual, you've only got your, uh, yourself to ask for permission to head out and I'll well, do something that hopefully the coaches aren't aren't seeing, and uh, well, less eyes means less chance of getting in trouble. So that's my only explanation apart for that, is that what Chris, you, is
1: that what you worked on?
0: I'm going out by myself, mate. Shrink your team. You can only go out with one or two max, and that's it. Otherwise, well, more eyes gets you more in trouble. And I know Fletch will be agreeing with this uh, comment for sure and he's going to come up with Joel and we'll have a chat to the lads across the ditch. Yes well, that's right there's a new t- okay. oh sorry sorry is yes. where you go? I jumped in no no I just butted in there my friend <laughs> I wasn't listening Got ears painted on eh <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens At breakfast
1: mate We're getting close to, We're getting closer To those bacon and egg sandwiches Mate I can't wait Couple oh, of doyens. They're going to join us On breakfasts How good Joel and Fletch Coming out 1170 SEN in Sydney uh, Boys Joel they tell me you're a bigger Elton Elton John fan.
9: Are these kiwis coming, Brian? I think they're ears painted sure, on. I'm not too sure.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've tell
1: you what I feel like. Yeah. I feel like
6: a bacon and egg sandwich. Oh, man. yeah, yeah. So do oh. I. Need, oh, I need one. I need... Yes, boys. How are you Hello, boys? the it. Morning, morning, lads? Good morning. How are you finding those early mornings, oh. fellas? They're oh. no, beautiful, aren't they? Does
2: it get easier? Does it get easier, lads? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never gets easier
0: when your alarm goes off and your eyes are hurting and stinging, but you know, you're, the best thing about it, lads, you're done by nine, and you can go hit that golf course, or you can go hit the gym like me, mate,
9: eh? <laughs> ready to rip into your day. I,
6: I was thinking more of the casino, but um, <laughs> early
9: opener. <laughs> uh, now, what about um, hitting concerts? Uh, what's Elton John, did you boys head out there, or how did that all play out? I didn't. I never went to
0: Elton Johnny played down here in Christchurch. I didn't head along, but then Auckland got disrupted. There plenty of water, so he had to be cancelled. But you're a big fan, Joel. Yeah. If you
9: head along? Are you going to head along to his concert? Mate, Kobe and I, we actually saw him at uh, Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Elton John, wow. unbelievable. Big noter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Kobe. Now, boys, uh, Israel, what about uh, your man, Dan Carter? Did you hear about this, Jan? Mm, no. Nope. So the Dalian medalist. Nico Hines, who, as you know, (laughs) Brian, I was was critical of his kicking early in the season last year, but he sort of straightened things up. But he's made a little bit of a snap fly over to New Zealand, private session with Dan Carter, the great man. Has it made news over there, Brian?
0: It has. It has. It's made news, and uh, obviously, you see Nico Hines. He, He obviously schooled DC, from what I'm hearing on DC social media. He went over, but I love it. I love it. Both codes are tapping into the IP that both have to offer. And, and there's been a message here as well, lads, that Michael McGuire potentially linking up with Eddie Jones. So it's happening left, right and centre.
6: Oh. There's going to be plenty of it going around. How's that circus gone? Well, boys, I'm going to ask you this. We've heard, <laughs> I mean, Eddie Jones has been let go by three countries now. Now he's back at, yeah. in the Wallabies. <laughs> what have you heard about Eddie? Is he, is he a tough taskmaster? Why Why does he sort of stay around for a couple of years and they and they sort of let him go? Abrasive, is he? he a, yeah, he's
0: a very um, my way or the highway kind of style approach. For this day and age, is probably not ideal. Uh, look, mm. I'd, I've never been coached for him, but what I'm hearing, and I listened to um, Danny Cipriani's podcast on uh, online, and he was just talking about the conformist approach that um, Eddie Jones has towards... Uh, the team. Um, he doesn't really listen. It's what he says oh. goes. And, and I, I guess that's what you saw with England in that last game against the All Blacks when um, Marcus Smith kicked it out when they had an opportunity to go win it. He didn't want to go make a mistake. So I just feel like he holds a lot of players back. But hey, look at them. Look at the Wallabies. They're now on the front pages or they're back in the media because Eddie Jones, wherever he goes, he has a circus following him. So look, it's a very good PR approach from, from Australia and Look, all signs are... He's saying the right things, but I'll tell yeah. you this right now. They ain't going to win the Bledisloe Cup. No chance.
2: Oh, well, okay. Well, he? This is what he had to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's pretty important. It just uh, when I was joking there with Googie, it reminded me of... Because uh, we're playing Dunedin, aren't we? Uh, when we won it, or we retained it. I think we won it. I can't remember. Won it? We won it 2021 in Dunedin. Uh, and Googie was part of that. And the party we had afterwards was fantastic. Uh, and the, Steve Larkham, who's one of our Super Rugby uh, coaches now, was brilliant on that day. The way he uh, manipulated the, the space against the Kiwis. And, and that's a big target for us. Because we know, as, as Australians, if we can take New Zealand, then we're in a good position to take the World Cup. So we'll certainly be prioritising that. But again, it won't be the be all and end all because the World Cup is is a major tournament. But certainly, you know, we've got a home game against them in Melbourne, uh, where we hope to have a sellout crowd, which will be a great occasion. And we know that uh, the last time the Australians played there, you know, the referee made a difficult decision at the end of the game. Um, (laughs) They're still recovering from it, (laughs) Um, and Australia went close. And it's a game. It's a it's a ground, Melbourne cricket ground, where Australia traditionally play well. Um, so that, you know, we can, we can get the lead in the series then, then go to Dunedin. You know, what a fam- fabulous place to win back the Weslow Cup. So that's the picture in the head, mate. Thoughts, boys.
1: uh oh, look, I oh. tell you what I took out of that, Joel. <laughs> I tell, tell you what I took out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds like he's still at that party. He's yeah. he got to get off whatever he's drinking. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The other thing there. So Stephen Larkham's coming back. How old is he? Fifty-five. Going to play number yeah. ten. So you got to roll <laughs> no. Stephen Larkham back out. Like yeah. seriously, is that? Did is he that say twenty?
6: say 2021? <laughs> I, was, yeah, mate, I think, had I think a, he had a whisk in his baby. head. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the only thing he is really good with is sausages. Bangers, boys. He's going to need plenty of them to help him when he comes down here because he ain't got anything at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> the sausage
6: is, story, lads? You no, know well, know I sausage not No, oh, we don't. Sausage, sausage fingers. Oh well, <laughs> he's got social... No, do Look, I don't want to be mean, you. but
0: anyway, he was he was uh, coaching over in England, and one of his oh, assistants, cool. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he was he was, he was thought he was doing really well, and and. Uh, kind of just said oh come in come into my room i've got something for you to for for you to take home look i don't i'm not probably explaining the story but anyway he went in thinking he was going to get a pat on the back and a well done and uh he said mate go home and cook yourself some sausages because that's about as good as you're gonna get from me (laughs) so he's just a real tough taskmaster he doesn't take no crap from
6: anyone and uh look he's saying the right things. so you've got a lot of hope over there i'm hearing yeah, hey Kempy, can I ask you this, mate? What we're hearing now—I'm not gene this up. The rumor, the rumors are getting louder, Roger. Yeah, the talk.
9: rumors coming from you. It's not coming from me. It's <laughs>
6: coming from someone. It's coming from someone. Yeah, they get louder, and I can't mention their name. Yeah. But it's coming from someone within the organisation, the right. Sydney Roosters. Mm. I'm hearing, or well, the rumours that that Roger Tuivasa-Sheck may be coming back to the Roosters. Have you heard anything? It
9: wasn't a rumour. It is now started by this bloke. Have <laughs> you heard anything from him? I'll tell you. I'll
1: yeah, tell, tell you what. If Roger is coming back, it can say only Roosters that can afford him. A Fletch, they're well, ones. Well, he probably he pick, pick up a Bentley, an apartment before he even signs <laughs> on the dotted line. So. Um, mate, the, Fletcher, I've got one for you. The answer to that is no, mate. I don't think he's no. coming back to rugby league. But I've got one for you, mate. The indigenous team that's down here playing next week on the 11th, you could have played for them, couldn't you? Me? No. Have you seen Kevin Udall's son, Kevin Iroh? Have you seen his son, mate? You, no, you have got Cook Islander in you. No, I don't. Unbelievable, <laughs> Why? Unbelievable, mate. I think you need to go back and check your genealo- genealogy.
6: Hang on. Is that, is that, um, <laughs> Is that Tony's young boy or Kevin's young boy? Is that Kale from Cradulla? No, Kale that's, Kale's,
1: that's Kale, Kale's older brother. But I tell you, every time I look at you, um, I'm, I'm thinking, man, imagine that. Fletcher, I'm pretty sure Fletcher would have played in the Indigenous team. What do you think of that game anyway, boys? Who are you who you're picking?
9: Oh, I tell you, it's tough. I, I tell you what I do, I love the concept. Yeah. They've nailed the concept mm. now. Do you boys agree with that? The Indigenous versus the Māori? All stars? Well, yeah, I love
1: it. It's always, it's always it always was that age, Joel. 2008 yep. when they first rolled that game out of Sydney, Sydney Football Stadium before the World yep. Cup. Mm. So, um, mate, I just hope um, for the life of me, what's the talk about the CBA? They reckon they might go on strike, uh, they might not even play it.
6: Well, they, they, I tell you what, they'll play. I, they'll sort it out, but at the moment, they keep talking about wanting to get in, in, in a room together and thrashing it out. Teal. no, they're now hammering each other on. <laughs> <laughs> on social media. So ah. the, the NRL came out yesterday and posted something on social media and then the retort came from the RLPA saying it was abs- basically it was rubbish. Yeah. So looking at it from the outside in, they're not close to making a decision yet. Well,
9: Lee, we had Lee yeah. had tell us on yesterday, boys, Chairman of the West Tigers and Brighton's lawyers. He he just said, look, get into a room for three days and don't come out until mm. it's sorted. And, and I think it's nearly getting to that...
6: Juncture, yeah. Brian. If you're, going, if you're going somewhere for three days and not sleeping, <laughs> Izzy's your man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, hey, boys. and I Calm can tell, down, Fletch. And I can <laughs> tell you, Fletch, <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: me. New year, new dag. That's my mantra yeah, this good. year, boys. New Prime Minister. Oh, <laughs> quick, quick. <laughs> new Prime Minister. Oh, watch us. God could help us. Anyway, so I'm going I'm to let you know my top eight quickly. Yeah. Don't laugh yes. at me like Andrew Johns last year. My top mm. eight for the NRL, Roosters, Panthers, Eels, South Storm, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Warriors to make the eight. Am I on the Warriors. money there, lads, are you going to
9: laugh at me like Andrew Johns?
0: Yeah, Warriors, come on, have some faith.
9: Yeah. Well, who have they got? they picked up. <laughs> I like their signings. Dylan, right, so I know I've got Dylan Walker. they picked up Mitch Barnett. Who, oh, he can play. He yep. can stay on the field. Tamari
1: Martin. Tamari Martin. Yes. Nikorti out of Parramatta.
9: Yep. Uh, Lukey Metcar from Cronulla. You've and got. And Brandon uh, Dill- Smith's Dillam just signed from
1: Sydney City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's
9: right. I tell you, boys, I I think
6: they could. Okay, I'm going to throw this out to you, they boys. They could play top eight. They Warriors, could. better chance than the dogs because Izzy's got the dogs in there. Was that Izzy or can we got yeah. the dogs? No, no, no i got the dogs. You, you
0: don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had them. Like, they've shown signs of alberian, of They've made a few um, signings with Kikau going in there, but whether he yep. can add them, I don't know. They're just a sleeping giant for me, but I might be wrong. Look, I'm, History I'm says three go on. out every year <laughs> yeah.
9: and three come in. <laughs> three out, three in. And I reckon if you go through all the rosters, this is the hardest top eight ever to pick.
1: I yeah, totally agree, Joel. I think uh, Fletcher's on us. I, mean, I think the Bulldogs and the Warriors be fighting it out between 4th and 12th to make the eight. Uh, my pick, though, boys, to win the comp this year's Sydney City. Brandon City. Smith makes a, makes a yeah. total... Uh, just takes that team to another level, not with what he does on the football field, but what he brings to them off the football field. And uh, it's going to be a great achievement because they've got about five or six hundred thousand
6: left in their salary cap, <laughs> so they are not actually have used their quota. Yeah, yet. that's good play. They're just waiting it? for Roger to come yeah. back. Roger actually, pay.
1: Hey. Do you get that Fletch? Like, do you get that when you sign for Sydney City? You get that like you always got to play it down, boys. Like you know, always say that we've got money left in the salary cap. No comment.
9: Well, Fletch was saying that. Boy, I wasn't aware of this gentleman. But Fletch was saying that when they released Sam Verrills to pick up Brandon Smith. That allowed them to get a lot of room in the cap. Is Absolutely. that right, Brian?
6: No, no. Look, look they're very well managed. Mm. <laughs> of of Very, very well managed.
9: Very well managed. Beautiful,
0: lads. We're going to let you go. And just the Roosters no, are we're here, in, in Queenstown. They're in <laughs> Queenstown trading up a storm. But yeah, we've finished our show. Enjoy the next oh, two hours. Oh, oh, enjoy runners. the golf course. Enjoy the golf Good course. Good on you, boys.
9: <laughs> All the best. Uh, there they are, the boys. Yeah,
0: Joel and Fletch out of Australia. <laughs> and I was just quickly asked the question, why did you make many mistakes? Why did you play up, Fletch? Oh, I can get that answer. Because <laughs> he's very, very silly, silly boy. But like myself, we'll get on like a house on fire. Can't wait to beat them in person. That was Joel and Fletch. We'll shoot off. and we'll come back and catch up with Smithy.